Hello, thank you very much for joining us for episode 11 of the Gestalten podcast. My name is Eric Galina, and I'm joined by my colleague, Martin Groschwald. Hello, Eric. How are things? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, enjoying a spring-like uh, February here in London, which is uh, atypical, but very welcome. Um, but uh, how are things over in Munich? Uh, it's getting much better now. We have the big, the big uh, winter time is over. Uh, it's really getting into spring, and uh, it's it, it's getting much busier. Uh, to be very, very honest, so yeah, it seems like you know everything is running up now towards Geneva, and uh, I'm 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 pretty sure that we will see a few very big surprises once Geneva is happening, but more to that, obviously, later. But apart from that, yeah, Munich Munich is great. We're looking forward to the sun and, uh, you know, and having a good time at uh, at the river and at the uh, English garden just to kind of relax after work in the next few weeks. But before that, obviously, there's a, a little bit of work to do. Yes. And there's, we've been quite busy, actually, um, you know, with, uh, with the concept house activities uh, going on. Um, we've really been stepping it up with a lot of things. And there's going to be a big announcement coming up as well in terms of a new um, area of activity that we are uh, going to be really pushing um, in the coming months, but more on that later. Now let's just kind of delve into what it is that we have seen, um, and what it is that we're looking forward to in the very near future. So I guess the first thing, you know, where do you want to kick off? I mean, should we talk about what's going on in the industry at the moment? Um, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's, let, let, All let's right. do that. And I think, uh, from, from that kind of perspective, we haven't really done this in about like, you know, two or three months or yeah, something like that. Detroit, but I think, was the last let, one. Let's so have let's, a uh, last one. Exactly. So Detroit was the last one. We, we've actually been looking into some cars that came out after Detroit Motor Show and now before Geneva. We're not going to take anything away from Geneva. We're going to do a special podcast at the show as always. But um, you know, we were really struggling to find any cars uh, of relevance that were coming out in you know those last six weeks or whatever it was. But what we can talk about, which I think was very very interesting, is the recent moves of a number of designers um, that have been announced on you know on online mm. or like in the media and stuff like that. And some of them were actually quite big, uh, and some of them were. What what we thought was a little bit delayed, uh, and I think we can start with this one, which was uh, Stefan Janin, who was announced to to go over to Infinity from Renault on an exchange program uh, because obviously they mm -hmm. are part of the same alliance. And we were a little bit surprised when this was announced because he's been there for a little bit longer than the announcement came through. Yeah, it always <laughs> takes a bit of time. It would appear um, before. These announcements happen. Obviously, we we knew about um, Stefan's move. What I mean, I heard about this. I think back in um, in the Paris show, um, where you know uh, he was anticipated to be going over there and joining um, Karim Habib's team in Japan. And so, uh, this is a, a great move for him. Um, you know, obviously, he's done great work. And it's always interesting when I hear about these moves because, um, you know, I'm thinking like. Who has the most to gain? Because <laughs> uh, obviously, um, from a, a Stefan Janin perspective, uh, yes, living in Japan, working with uh, Kareem over on Infinity is 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 great for him. Uh, you know, I, I, if I put myself in his place, I would be really quite happy 
to uh, to make that move with my family over to Japan and to work on such progressive um, vehicle concepts and and such a progressive brand as Infinity certainly under Kareem Habib is proven to be. Um, but uh, from Kareem's perspective, also you know, um, let's see, Mr. Kareem Habib, who's been with uh, Infinity now a little over a year. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, he has in Stefan a, an amazing, you know, guy that can really lead direction for concept vehicles. Uh, certainly yeah, that I mean, uh, he, this guy is a home run. Yeah. I mean, this, 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 I think if you would ask anybody on the top level management, if they, you know, if they would be capable of and, or able to get Stefan Janin on their team, uh, they would sign the papers right away, yeah. And it is obviously a sign also for uh, for Karim, but also it's a sign of strength, I think, for the alliance in total uh, to allow such a move to happen. Because let's be very honest, Stefan Jana was the brain behind almost every um, concept car over the past few years at Renault, and he led obviously the team. And this whole thing culminated with the Trezor, which I think was was his masterpiece over the past few years. And, you know, having such a guy coming over to Infinity, to Japan, to Nissan, and share this creativity with mm. the guys over in Japan is is, is an absolute home run for uh, for not only Karim Habib, but of course also for Alfonso Albaiza that this, uh, this is happening. Of course, you know, I think it hurts a little bit to the guys over at Renault, um, but there's, you know, enough talent there to kind of, uh, you know, m make sure that the gap is not going to be too big. There will be a small gap, of course, um, because he's, he's mm -hmm. almost irreplaceable on that kind of level. But for, I'm, and obviously, you know, that for, for Infinity now, I mean, just from my perspective, the bar is going on to a completely, you know, different level now. Because if I know that, you know, concept cars are coming out and Stefan Janin is involved in this, this is better be good, you know. <laughs> you know, he's, he obviously has the reputation and is, a, you know, it's absolutely excellent. But I want to see now what he can also do with Karim together at, um, uh, you know, at infinity, you know, and I think this combination with, um, with also someone such as Matt Weaver from the London studio, um, who has obviously, you know, a really good connection to the guys over in Japan as well, um, is going to be incredible. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm pretty sure we will see the first thing from that side in Tokyo this year. Um, I, uh, maybe mm. even Frankfurt, I would expect Tokyo to be a little bit more realistic, uh, as, as a kind of a coming out party for that, but, that's gonna, or or maybe LA, yeah, because Infinity is more of an American mm -hmm. brand. Uh, well, it's been you know, positioned more of an American brand, but um, definitely home run, and really, really excited to see where this is going because the combination of Kareem and Stefan is um, it's almost one of a kind at the moment. I would say in terms of just the sheer creativity and, and yes. quality of execution. Most, most certainly, I mean that's. Um... <laughs> That's a really exciting brand right now, Infinity. Um, you know, we obviously we've seen a lot of concepts unveiled in recent times. Um, you know, over the last several years, I mean, um, and really, there's a lot of in innovation going on at that company. Um, a lot of um, creativity, certainly within the design organizations that are working on those products. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to what it is that they're going to come out with um, in, uh, in in production form. Um, you know, which we we've been teased with uh, a few things, um, 
But uh, certainly there is a lot of promise within that brand, um, judging by the design team, judging by the concepts that we've seen um, in recent times. So, yes, very much one to, to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, very much. Now, arguably, probably the biggest move, um, uh, you know, from, 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 from just the kind of sheer perspective of organization is, um, is of course, Wayne Burr just going over to Geely. At this moment yeah. in time, yeah. yeah. Um, so he left his position at uh, Jaguar, mm-hmm. where he was in charge of all the production vehicles, as far as I'm informed, yes. and has now the full reins of the new Geely studio in the UK. And you know, not really a big surprise because you know, from what from what we know, um, he knows Peter Horbury quite uh, quite well, and uh, Peter is well known, uh, you know, to to pick people that he knows how to work to make sure that Geely is working as a coherent kind of design language as well, which, you know, arguably has worked for him very, very well with that strategy. So I think Wayne fits perfectly in this kind of direction that Geely is moving into at the moment, also in terms of diversity. And uh, I think for him, another big, you know, really big step. And also I think, you know, a really big challenge because you know we we had the chance to visit the studio and you obviously had a conversation with Wayne in 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 particular mm-hmm. and in detail about this but i i certainly believe that this is uh, you know a very very big challenge for him especially with the amount of brands that they're going to be working with and from what i from what i heard from you is he seemed very very much up for oh, it oh yes um i mean wayne wayne is a talented guy you know uh, i mean when you know so when when i spoke to wayne uh, for my you know my form trends interview i did something um you know uh which uh i was i mean uh, I like to cover things from a designer perspective. So, you know, I, I, when I, when I spoke with him, you know, we really went over his career and this is one of the, the few kind of British brands. Um, if you take, uh, Lotus, which is now owned by Julie that he hasn't worked for over his, uh, mm-hmm. over his rather long career. Now, this is a guy that's been with, uh, with JLR, um, and, you know, uh, minus a short stint at Aston for a little while, um, for 20, 20 years, um, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, he really um, has been brought up in the in the entire kind of British car industry system. Um, now, uh, like I said, you know, he did a short stint over there at, um, at Aston Martin, but he was also working on um, with uh, with uh, uh, Ian Callum at that time. So, um, you know, he had a great role at Jaguar. Um, he'll, he'll tell you that himself, but at the same time, you know, uh, when you get to a certain age, you realize that, you know, are you going to want to keep doing this? And so, um, anyway, I invite you to read the, the interview that I, that I did over there with, uh, with, with Wayne, uh, on, on form trends. But I think from a career perspective, it was certainly something that was, um, uh, great, for him, um, he'd been speaking. He's on good terms with uh, with Peter Horbury. Uh, they don't live very far from one another. Um, they routinely have beers together with, along with Ian Callum as well. But um, this opportunity obviously came about with, uh, you know, when with uh, his link with uh, Peter Horbury, um, and you know the fact that Julie was opening a studio here, and obviously, you know, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, really. Um, when you look at the sheer number of brands that are within this studio, 
um, you know, that they're going to be working on. And it's, it's basically like a, a consultancy, um, like a carroceria back in the 60s, like an Italian designer of Penanfarina, because they have so many different brands under the Geely Group umbrella that as a designer, this is like, this is a, an amazing opportunity, um, you know, because, well, one day you could be working on a Lotus project. The next day you could be working on a Terrafuglia flying car VTOL project. You could be working on Lincoln Co., uh, you know, yeah. um, uh, uh, you know, LEVC. And, and that was, you know, from a people side, um, something that really appealed to me as well, because LEVC is the London Electric Vehicle Company, but it was rebranded. Formerly, it was the uh, LTI, which is London Taxi International. And that is pretty much where Wayne yep. started off his career was working for LTI and um, designing bits on the, uh, on the London Taxi. Um, at the beginning of his career. So this is really coming full circle um, and him being back in that kind of same premises where, um, you know, uh, LTI was and where he started his career all those years ago. Um, But yeah, it's an amazing opportunity. And I think that he will do very, very well. He's surrounded by some very good people. They, um, they're building an excellent team over there. And yeah, it's, uh, it's an amazing, amazing thing for the UK as well, in general, um, that's, uh, Geely saw fit to actually um, open up a studio here because you know it's not the only studio that Geely has, right? There's there's a bunch of them by now, and um, and I think you know for it, it's also good timing, you know, because we just don't know at the moment what happens to to Jaguar. Of course, they had a few bums; they had to lay you know lay off a number of people mm. um, of their of their entire staff. So it really comes down to you know, the opportunity and the time. And I think for him that, uh, that was absolutely perfect. Yeah. In, in that regard. So, yeah, um, yeah. we, we do wish him all the best, of course. Um, absolutely. and, um, you know, maybe we will see a design works, uh, you know, proper, proper setup coming out of this, this, this would be, I think it would also be very, very good for the British industry for multiple reasons to have something like that. Um, mm-hmm. you could, you, you know, we, we definitely keep our fingers crossed with everything that's going on at the moment that these guys will be, will be as successful as we're, as we're all think they will be, um, with the talent that is there. And, um, absolutely. And, and like you mentioned rightly, you know, the, uh, the JLR situation, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, in, in, in our line of work, there's a lot of people that come and they ask, Hey, you know, what's happening with, with Brexit, what's happening with, you know, Nissan stopping manufacturing and, um, the design industry here in the UK is still alive and good for now. Um, and I, you know, especially when you look at a manufacturer like Nissan, for example, they have outposts in various places where they don't necessarily produce cars. So from a car production perspective, and certainly JLR is taking a hit in that regard because everything for JLR is yeah. here. Um, they don't have another place where they can build uh, vehicles. Um, so, you know, if if uh, this, you know, Brexit situation continues to worsen um, and, you know, there is a no deal Brexit, which some people are fearing might happen. I, I don't want to turn this into a political conversation, <laughs> but it is a reality that we're facing at the moment, um, which is, 
you know, there is a lot of uncertainty um, and the people that are manufacturing cars, but here, but also have the option of manufacturing them elsewhere and therefore saving themselves a considerable headache and considerable cost um, if they were to, uh, if we were to go through an, a, a no deal Brexit um, and therefore really um, bring up the costs of producing vehicles in this country. Um are, are taking that route, you know, they're, uh, they're looking elsewhere. So Honda, um, you know, uh, uh, Nissan, um, you know, they are just kind of hedging their bets because no one knows what's going to happen. And JLR as well. I mean, they haven't done, they haven't been so profitable in recent times. They have a lot uh, of people working for them and they've got to really brace for, what could potentially be a very, very bad situation for them. So, I mean, I'm really hoping for the best. But in the meanwhile, um, you know, there are a lot of people in JLR that are facing some very uncertain times as well. So it's, uh, it's not a good thing. Very, you know, obviously very, very unfortunate, uh, that whole situation. But um, I'm, 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 I'm giving a shout out to our listeners here because I think if you really want us to talk about Brexit and the – automotive industry you know and how such a political event can or could affect um you know either side so you know we're talking about the uk we're both talking about the european union we're talking about america we're talking about china um do let us know yeah because we internally talk about this obviously a lot uh, <laughs> due to various kind of situations and obviously eric is in he is in in London. Um, my personal situation, you know, it goes goes back directly mm. to the UK mm. as well. So we have personal investment in that. And so, if if you are interested in us having a, a special podcast, you know, obviously, what what does such thing mean on the design side of uh, of the of the industry, and uh, and obviously on the greater picture as well? Do let us know, yeah, mm-hmm. um, in in those kind of regards. But oh, yeah. <laughs> excuse me, let's go back to the brighter side. Of uh, of everything, yeah. um, we have a couple of more. Uh, one of them, I believe, we're just going to be we, we leave that for last. I think is breaking news. Um, so I think mm. nobody else has talked about this before. But first of all, uh, let's talk about Oliver Samson, who went from the Mercedes Benz Advanced Studio in California to become a Neo's head of not exterior design director i think that's um yeah that's yeah, the position exactly, yeah. and he will officially succeeding uh juho su who took over the same position pretty much in uh the china studio for neo yeah so he will be very much in charge of the production level and everything that happens in china with neo and uh, you know let's say for some people in the industry who who knew a little bit about this move not the biggest kind of surprise but uh, a, a good one for Neo. I think it's one of their, you know, first signature hires uh, since they've come into existence a few years ago, where you can say this one, this one is maybe not a big of a name as like you know Wayne Burgess or something like that. But um, you know, for them to get someone who's very very accomplished, who has done a lot of work at a lot of good work at Mercedes, um, is obviously a statement for them and and their development over the past uh, few years, of course. Yeah, I mean, I would I would argue that um, you know, within the design community, Oliver Sampson is obviously very well known. He's a very nice guy, and he's done some very cool stuff uh, during his stint over in California these last few years. Um, but I don't think you know he's as big a name, um, perhaps as uh, as some others. Um, you know, Chris Tomlinson, for example, who is his boss, VP of Design over there at uh, at uh, Neo. 
um, has done some amazing stuff at BMW before he was kind of um, brought in uh, to Neo as well. So um, yeah, but he, just like uh, just like Oliver, uh, Chris kind of flew under the radar. No one really knew of his involvement um, and to what extent um, he did do things over there at BMW. And now um, he's 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 doing a pretty pretty good job over at Neo, I would say. Um, now <laughs> you know in, in terms of um, Oliver, um, you know, I saw him when I was in Forsheim uh, for the degree show recently. Um, he he's a great guy. He's you know looking again, you know, in terms of opportunity, and Neo is a good opportunity for him. He was really enjoying his time in um, in in California, but again, you know, as a satellite studio, um, typically there's always a rotation that goes in and out of those, uh, those satellite studios, especially for foreign nationals. They come out and they'll do a stint for, you know, a few years, three years, and then that stint kind of comes to an end and they've got to come home. Um, and that's a hard pill to swallow when you've been living, um, you know, <laughs> Oliver's lifestyle over in, uh, in California. So, you know, in terms of coming back to, essentially the same role that he'd left three years ago over at Mercedes. It was kind of a, a uh, it, I, I think it made obvious sense to, um, you know, if he was going to come back anyway, to uh, look for a place where he could further his career, um, which is exactly what's happened. So now he is, um, you know, design director over there um, at NEO. And, um, you know, he mentioned how, how good a boss Chris is, and I don't doubt that for a second. So, um, you know, that is a big selling point. I mean, at the end of the day, the environments, the studios in which you work, um, you know, as a designer and, you know, people listening to this podcast know as good as anyone, the the amount of time you spend at work outweighs the amount of time you spend (laughs) with your family. Um, and so you better, you know, be on good terms with these people. You better get on well with them because if you don't, um, you know, it's, uh, it's not going to be a good or pleasant experience for you. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's really important and that's what we do at concept house as well is we work to really find people that are going to get on with one another. And, um, you know, it's, that is vital. That is really just, um, the, the fundamental of, uh, of, a, of a design studio and an organization in general, forget about, you know, a specific design studio, just any company. <laughs> it's really important to have, um, people that you can yeah. uh, speak with. Um, you know, have a laugh with and get things done with. So um, anyway, I think that's a great move for him and a uh, great, um, yeah, for Neo as well um, as a company, uh, a great uh, designer to have on board. Yeah. No, like, you know, we're obviously very interested to see um, the first, the first kind of product or the first concepts that come out of his, his kind of direction uh, now that he's in Munich. So Good luck to him and obviously a very, very enjoyable team uh, to work with as well. Now, let's come to this breaking news thing. Um, mm. And we were discussing this actually a little bit earlier today because we found it a little bit strange that this has not made the rounds uh, in that sense yet. So um, I have to say, I heard about this before, but like, you know, the, the thing that made it official for me um, was when I checked this person's LinkedIn um, mm. you know, just very, very recently. And we're talking about Anders Warming, who mm. obviously very, very famously went from Mini to run the Borgward design 
um, design, not just department, but he was a board member and everything as well. But we found that on, on his LinkedIn, he stated that his job ended in December 2018. Mm. Um, so there's obviously a lot of speculation on why this happened or, you know, if a contract just ran out or whatever is going on. Uh, but this comes as a very, very big surprise. And I, I don't really want to go into too much speculation about this at the moment because mm. I'm pretty sure, you know, sooner or later, uh, there will be, you know, a big comment about this as well. But um, generally speaking, you know, we we were obviously surprised that this hasn't made the rounds yet. And on the other hand, of course, that his stint at Borgward was only very, very short um, from from what we can see. Yes. Um, you know, not only that, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, again, like you say, you, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened over there. I don't know the situation. I'm not internal in Borgward or indeed I haven't even contacted Anders to uh, to see what has happened. And, uh, you know, so I don't generally like to speculate on things. But for someone that was a VP of design, indeed a board member, um, to all of a sudden no longer be associated with the company, um, there's some red flags. <laughs> so, um, I, I, again, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know on whose side that happened. Um, I do know that, you know, Borgward is, um, has recently come under new ownership as well. Um, they have a new kind of investment round where, you know, there's other people kind of in there and, um, calling the shots. So perhaps that has something to do with it, but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting um, to say the least, but again, you know, it's not it's not very newsworthy at the moment. I think, which is why people haven't covered it, is because no one knows what's going to, or what um, you know, uh, Mister Warming's next step is. Um, so until we know that, um, you know, we can't really comment on it. Um, but Correct, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Borgward seemed like a good deal to me. It was always kind of like, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I the mini job really seemed like a very good place to be. Um, you know, from a, from a, a career perspective, um, certainly there was a lot of opportunity there, I thought. Um, but, you know, I wasn't inside the company, so I don't know. But um, Borgward seemed like it was, uh, again, um, really a good opportunity for sure, for different reasons. Um, you know, obviously going in and starting up a once glamorous brand or um, and, and from scratch, really, um, you know, having to come in and build something up is challenging, but also extremely rewarding. So I can see, and you know, Anders is a very ambitious person. So I can see the um, the reasoning behind him taking that role to begin with. Um, but as far as what happened, you know, we, we only only he and the uh, the the company uh, knows. So um, yeah, that's that's where that is. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think for us, it's like it's 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 worthy to talk about it in a sense. It's actually quite a big move, uh, and it came a little bit unexpectedly mm. uh, from that side. But at the same time, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, Anders is such a talented guy. You know, he he will find something if he, if he hasn't even found something yet. Or, you know, if he has actually something found something mm. yet um, in 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 a very very short amount of time. So. Let's let's not worry about him for too much. I mean, he's so talented that he's going to pick something up very, very yes, quickly. I'm sure, um, if he you know, wanted let's... to, he could get something, um, you know, fairly easily uh, in any number yeah. of uh, studios. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it is exactly. it is uh, it is interesting um, to see these 
companies kind of, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of companies that seem to be coming up and, you know, they're doing things and then they're not doing things. And, um, you know, there was, there was another bit in the, in the news recently, which was, um, Pratap Bose being promoted, which isn't really newsworthy. You know, um, I think he should have gotten, uh, that role anyway. Um, he is leading the role. So it's just another piece of paper, but, um, his, uh, junior, which was a guy, um, leading uh, exterior design. He was chief exterior designer, and he certainly was uh, very present at last year's Geneva uh, show unveiling, Um, is a designer named Matthew Swan, who went over to head Great Wall, um, or indeed the Haval brand, where um, at one point, um, Mr. Pierre Leclerc, now head of Citroën, uh, was the VP of design. So um, that is an interesting move that no one's actually spoken about. Um, but I guess from, you know, Tata to becoming uh, or chief designer to becoming a uh, head of exterior, perhaps that's a, that's a big enough step to make one want to, uh, to move to, uh, to Baoding, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> We'd have to talk well, about well, <laughs> I, well, you know, it's it, it's more about, I think, the reason why people haven't talked about it that much, or actually very, very little, um, also has to do the significance of Great Wall. I think in terms of the, the pure sales numbers of that mm. company, you know, it should have definitely been a big topic. Um, but in terms of, especially in the industry, in terms of the reputation of the company, um, you know, because of various factors in the background. And I think I've mentioned this before, I, you know, I, I, I always out of just out of pure banter wanted to make a, um, a t-shirt saying just like, you know, I was approached by Great Wall Motors, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, where, where I just believe, you know, it's, there are certain kind of image problems with, with, with a move mm. like that. Um, which have to do with some, you know, like this kind of background information that we just mentioned. Mm. But uh, generally speaking, you know, it, it remains to be seen. I mean, you know, Pierre Leclerc did a fantastic job over there with Haval. And, um, you know, if uh, if Matthew and uh, and Phil Simmons can keep it up um, with, with that kind of work, then of course it will definitely be noteworthy again. But until then you know, they will have to deliver. I think that's the big difference um, in that kind of regards because, you know, Great Wall over here in Europe is not very, very big um, and, and the reputation is not that great. So, you know, I think a lot of people kind of didn't really want to report about it, but, you know, it's 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 still worth mentioning, of mm. course. And, uh, you know, we will see what those guys can deliver. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we will see something very, very soon at the Shanghai mm-hmm. Motor Show. Mm-hmm. Yes, I fully expect Shanghai to be quite an interesting um, <laughs> event. Uh, certainly, I, I mean, it's a, you know, China is always really interesting because of the sheer fact that it is the biggest car market in the world, but also because of the way that um, people operate over there. I mean, everything is done extremely, extremely quickly. Um, they're adapting. They're running. They're not learning to to you know crawl. They're just kind of going or sorry not learning to walk rather but they're going from the crawling stage to the get up and run stage so um it's it's really yeah. like um yeah quite quite a fascinating um country and space um certainly in in the automotive sector but um yeah there's a lot of things that are not you know um up to kind of european standard um as well so there's, 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 there's pros and cons for everything in life. Um, and I think, you know, um, there are certain things that need to, 
be weighed, you know, certain uh, uh, a benefit mm-hmm. kind of uh, analysis that needs to take place um, within these companies. Because like I said earlier, I mean, there's, there's companies that are sprouting up and then going down and, you know, up and down and up and down. And it's just, um, it's nowhere is that more obvious than in China. Um, where we've seen yeah. the, you know, some very, very big brands, um, really bring on some excellent talent from just purely from a design perspective. Now, um, bring in some very, very good designers, um, build up quite a reputation for themselves only then to kind of, um, you know, cast that reputation aside. Now rebuilding a tarnished reputation certainly is, is way, way more difficult than building something, um, from scratch, I would imagine. And that is really, really difficult when, um, you know, you take a fall, um, you know, um, you have been there and you have done that, but for some reason they weren't able to maintain that level throughout. And, uh, you know, perhaps, I mean, you know, cost obviously comes into, um, you know, chain of command, the, uh, the board, perhaps, you know, um, the, the people, um, you know, sitting in those loftier positions that are calling the shots above you, uh, all of those factors come into play clearly. Um, but yeah, we will see, but it's certainly very, very entertaining space, China market. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. In, it, it indeed is. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about it before. We will talk yes. about it again in the future. Uh, absolute latest when we're back in yeah, Shanghai for the show. Yeah. So, um, we we will keep it coming. We will keep it more coming. But um, let's let's talk about something a little bit more. But we you know a little bit something yes. different because um, <coughs> excuse me because we've been we've been criticizing the universities a little bit. Um, I think you know, and we we were always hoping that they're going to be pushing a little bit further and like you know little, you know maybe we we're sometimes a little bit too harsh, but at the same time, this is very much our uh, our opportunity you know our opportunity to mm-hmm. speak out a little bit as well. But at the same time, we have now had the chance in the past, yeah, I would say, two, like two months, months, three months almost, um, to to see three shows. Uh, actually, I was only present at <laughs> one, so I can only talk in that kind yeah. of direction. But uh, we've been to Detroit during the Detroit Auto Show and uh, went to see the CCS uh, presentation over there. Um, you have been to uh, the full-time winter yes. presentation as well, um, the winter graduation as well. And you've also been to the, the newly – was it like a newly started or kind of just a rebranded uh, RCA yeah. uh, RCA show for in in, in yeah, February now me. as well? So, um, how from 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 my interesting perspective, if we look into all of this now and all these shows, you know, and all the universities are trying to keep up with the demand and obviously with the kind of um, you know, where the industry is heading at the moment. Um, have things changed? Do you think things have changed and there's a, a, a stronger understanding of where the entire, you know, society is going at the moment? Or what was your observation about all these shows in general? And then we can obviously dive in a bit more detail. Well, um, yes. So uh, to answer your question, uh, yes and no. Uh, <laughs> um, let's let's start. Let's 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 take these in kind of in succession because, like you say, you were you were with us. Uh, you were we were together when we went to the CCS show in January, and you yes. made a comment which was right about the fact that there was a severe lack um, in interiors. Um, there, there was only one interior, I think, on on show at that entire degree show, yeah. and it wasn't like 
it wasn't even a degree show. It was the best work uh, assembled um, because um, that's how they do it. They don't just do a graduate's degree show. So all these guys that were graduates actually had graduated back in December 2018. They were just showing at this show because they were um, one of the selected and invited few um, to, uh, to, 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 to showcase their final projects there. Um, the others, uh, were, so there was, I, I don't even know, but like a handful, maybe six or eight projects, um, from the graduates. I want to say six because there weren't that many. Um, the rest were students that were currently enrolled in the program. And like you mentioned, there was only one interior. Now that to me is uh, is is unacceptable, <laughs> given what we yeah. know um, that's happening in the industry right now. Um, you know, to have one interior project, there should be more guidance on that level because there's a hell of a lot of interior opportunities going right now. Um, there's very few exterior opportunities, and I find a lot more interior opportunities and a lot, therefore, of interior designers in demand. Um, that and color and materials. I mean, if we just talk about one thing, and that and that is two words, experience design or user experience, um, that is really just down to um, people enjoying a space. And it, it can, of course, be attributed to the exterior. Most likely, it is your time spent within the cabin and what it is that you witness as a user, how you interact with that vehicle, that space, um, colors, materials, of course, but, um, you know, UI, um, you know, and, uh, and, and all of the rest. And, and so interior is playing a massive part in this whole user experience push, which is really how their, you know, manufacturers are now restructuring in order to cater to that growing area. And everyone is really trying to chase that user experience, user experience. Um, because when you look at shared mobility, for example, um, what does it come down to? How do you differentiate a brand? So um, I think that there was some projects, there were some projects over in, uh, in CCS that were interesting. But, um, you know, I think as, as ever, you know, from a university perspective, it seems like the students that really take it upon themselves and take it seriously, and really look outside of the traditional four walls of the university and what they're being taught and um, what it is that they're being asked to do and actually go an extra step outside and start to explore what the current um, paradigms are, how those paradigms are changing um, and what the future scenario is for, for, for motor mm -hmm. vehicle or indeed vehicle design, because forget about the motor um, is, uh, is, is, yeah. is, are the people that are going to win. Um, so in that in that from that perspective, I mean, I don't know if you've got anything to add from that CCS show kind of perspective. Yeah, I, th I mean, you know, for me, the, the, the biggest disappointment, I think, what you mentioned incorrectly, you know, was really the the lack of interiors um, because I think it's such a big opportunity for, in particular, the students, I would say, um, to differentiate, you know, each other. And to really try to kind of develop something new. What I, what I did find a little bit astonishing, um, in, in, in the kind of the CCS area, especially compared to the sketch battle. Yeah. Um, one has to kind of say every year, um, there is a, a Detroit mm -hmm. sketch battle 
and you know students from all over the US and like you know from all over the world actually are competing in this it's pretty much like a rap battle but just with with uh, with, with sketching you know watch 8 mile or something like that if you if you really want to figure it out what it actually is uh it's very very similar to that but um there was much more creativity actually in the sketch battle. So I didn't know if it was just because they had like, you know, the timing that was, um, you know, that was kind of pushing them or whatever. But when I looked into the sketches and compared them to the actual presentation at the CCS, I felt, you know, I, I, I felt much more gratitude in the sketch battle sketches than I did in the CCS sketches. Um, simply because, you know, there was the creativity in there. People had new ideas. Maybe the topics were better in the sketch, in the sketch battle. Whereas I had a little bit of the feeling that, um, in particular at maybe the clay models or like, you know, the, the, the 3D models and stuff like that, there was very, very little original thought in there. I would have loved to see a little bit more about what is really the future of um uh, of uh, of transportation in general or of mobility and, you know there was always something that we've kind of seen already what wasn't like 100% unique just for that kind of person it was well executed so you know the craftsmanship behind it and also the you know the creativity behind in 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 that kind of project was good, but it wasn't original. So we came, I had a little bit more of the feeling it came back more to styling, you know, than it came to this kind of completely new um, idea of what, what could we do and what could uh, transportation and mobility be like in the future. Um, but we obviously don't know each and, you know, or every single project scope or project brief that was given um for for that of course um but it you know i had a little bit of the feeling in at ccs it came down to the styling uh the sketch battle was uh however then absolutely fantastic there was some really really cool stuff in there and some really talented guys where i'm saying i would have would have loved to see a little bit more from that side but um yeah i mean you know how how did yeah. thought time, which was the second, you know, which one, the next one in, in line compared to what you saw in, uh, in Detroit? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say sketch battle is awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's super cool. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, it is kind of like, uh, uh, I guess it could be like an eight mile thing. It's more like a fight club, you know, where, yeah. uh, you know, the guys are pitted against one another. They do this, they do that. And then it just gets tighter and tighter and tighter. And you can feel like you can cut the stress with a knife in there. It's, um, it's, it's the tension is, is really what I think makes people create stuff that's like super creative and, you know, cause they don't have time to be thinking about other things. Um, they're just, you know, really under the gun. And because of that, you know, they're, they're sketching faster than they're able to think. And that is amazing. And that's where creativity really comes out. And, you know, those that are, you know, you're uninhibited, you're just like focused on that one thing and get it out and get it out. And that is, um, a great, great environment. So I think, um, you know, a lot of people love the, uh, the, the sketch battle and, um, you know, hats off to, uh, Brooke Bannum over there in, uh, in Detroit, who's actually teaching at CCS funnily enough, but, um, for, for pulling that off and, um, um, you know, because it's, it's a great event. And, uh, I think that, um, a lot of people that I've spoken to anyway, really enjoy it. And it's a shame that it's only in Detroit or, you know, it's in other places certainly, but, um, I've only ever been in Detroit. Um, because that's really when it's around the motor show. But 
to answer your question, therefore, um, Forsheim um, and CCS, I mean, you can tell that it's a different league. Um, I think just because Forsheim is more kind of tapped into what the industry is uh, looking for, certainly at the moment. Um, and, and it has a lot to do with, I think, the sponsored projects and the people that they're working mm-hmm. with, um, uh, because they have a lot of projects that are a lot of partners that are coming in and asking. I mean, it's a privilege to go in and work um, with with Forsheim because um, you're getting really, really young, creative designers thinking about how to push your brand into the future or, um, you know, uh, solutions to, so for example, um, you know, the, I'll just give you one example, which is the, uh, Hockenheim race circuit. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. they, they approached for Simon. They were like, how is it, how can we do something that will, you know, cause racing is not involving, you know, it's like, it's a spectator sport. Right. And now it's, it's not even like, that much fun to watch anymore. You know, it's like, you know, it's not like back in the day of like, um, you know, uh, uh, Jacques Villeneuve or, uh, Michael Schumacher, you know, battling, you know, Alan Prost, like battling it out out there on the, on the racetrack. It's like all these cars, it's kind of like, you know, how boring. I mean, the robo race thing, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, an autonomous car driving around. Like, how the hell are you going to get entertainment out of that? So, I think it's really interesting that they came to the students and they said, hey, how can we make motor racing more involving for the public and for the spectators? And, you know, they posed that question to some master's students. So um, over there at Forsheim, they divide it. They've got the master's students um, on in the first year are working on exterior design proposals. On the second year, um, they are working on interior design proposals. And in this case, it was a car, so um, or a race car rather, that really wanted you to bring to bring the spectators into it. So there was a lot of crossover, and we all know designers prefer doing exteriors anyway. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> there was some really cool uh, proposals for how the um, the future. Uh, of the race car could be just to make it that much more interesting for the viewers. And so, you know, because of that, they, you know, there was a lot of creativity, you know, people are looking towards how is it that we're going to do this, you know, for the future. And so there was some really, you know, uh, left, uh, I mean, it was left field ideas and some really creative stuff. And, um, you know, I'll be publishing a lot on, on, on form trends, um, in, uh, in due course here because I've been quite busy. Um, but I've got a shed load of videos, which is, um, really just the way to digest these types of, uh, of creations. Um, but, uh, you know, in general, as an overview, I would say that Forsheim has an incredible luxury in that it's a free university. They, they basically, you know, they open their doors up to everyone. They have an incredible number of applicants every year and only a very, very small, a very few spots for these guys. So they can be incredibly selective, which they are. And once you get in, it's not like it's the end. You know, I mean, basically you have three tries to get in. And I was speaking to a junior designer that on his third try, he finally got in. He took lessons in between on sketching. And, um, you know, really they just want to see how good you are at creating ideas 
um, you know, generating a good looking uh, that you understand, you know, design and proportion before they even get you into the program, before they even teach you anything. You need to have like an incredible kind of portfolio going into that school. So what might be suitable for another university's master program isn't even enough to gain bachelor entry into Forsheim. So Mm -hmm. that in itself is like already you're dealing with a different kind of breed of person, right? Because these are guys that are like so hungry and so good um, that it's like, I mean, throwing them uh, a project is is from a a manufacturer's perspective, quite an honor because um, you're you're sure you're going to get some incredible results. Um, So students at Forsheim definitely get a leg up because people are falling over themselves trying to get them. I mean, for example, just now, like a couple of BA grads already had job offers. I mean, they were just at the show showing off some um, projects. Mm. Uh, it's not even like they had offers. I mean, some people had offers, yes, but there was people that they were like employed before they even did their final thesis project. Before you know, so the company yeah. that employed them said, "Hey, we'll just um, we'll we'll support you, um, and you can you know we'll build your model." But at the end, you're coming to work for us. So it was kind of like their education kind of ended months ago, right? I mean, they, they were just like already yeah. they had like, of course, they they worked very hard to get this final project and present it and so on. But they already had a job. They already had somebody that was going to build their model for them, which in a lot of cases at Forsheim, because mm. it is um, sponsored by some of these manufacturers, um, you know, th- their models are, their full-size models are built um, or their one to four, you know, model um, and or one to five. And and so yeah. that is like a really interesting kind of thing um, that's happening at Forsyme. But again, if you look at the curriculum over at Forsyme, I mean, they're learning, not only are they learning like sketch techniques, but they're also learning etiquette. And they're also learning how to like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sell yourself uh, in a job interview, how to speak to people um, who come to look at your work, how to, um, you know, uh, create an animation. I mean, you know, they're learning 3D, they're learning alias, they're learning V-Red, they're learning, it's incredible. Um, and they have like so much, um, so much that is at their disposal at that school. Um, and they are really just learning from the best. And therefore, they are really putting out the best at that university. And um, so it's it's really great to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some projects were better than others, of course. It's always going to be the case. But um, I think in terms of the most recent show that I saw was kind of the one that I wasn't expecting and the one that blew me away the most. Um, and also asked, uh, also made me ask quite a lot of you know, questions internally, because it was, um, it was the RCA intelligent mobility degree show. Now, uh, you mentioned this. Uh, Just before we get to that, I have a question um, about, uh, about Fordsheim. So, you know, I've been, uh, and I don't want to be devil's advocate over here or something like that, but like, you know, from all the, um, the pictures that I've seen from some of the reports that I've read and stuff like that, um, it still seems to me that they're fundamentally mm. exterior based. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, you know, this is maybe more because the university pushes them to go into that direction or maybe that, uh, you know, the industry pushes the people in full time going more into that direction because 
you know, they, they have a very immediate um, competitor now close to them, which is the, the, the Reutlingen University, which has a fundamentally interior and color and trim uh, course that you can attend both on, I think, bachelor's and, and a master's program. Um, but it didn't really seem have much big of an effect on Pforzheim to kind of adapt a little bit towards the interior side as well. Was that the same case for you know for this show as well? And uh, if so, how 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 would you explain that? Is it just the sheer quality of of exterior that they are known for that you know they want to keep up and get their people into the into the jobs? Um, from a graduate uh, project perspective, I don't think the students are being pushed in any one direction. I think there's always been a propensity for designers to really seek out interior or exteriors rather um, less so than there's been for people that are looking for um, cr uh, creating interior designs. That said, I did see quite a lot of interiors um, and certain like holistic vehicle concepts as well um, at Forsheim. Um, and you know, some of which were really, really good, but you know, I don't think the, the university is certainly not pushing students in one way or another. Like I said, on the first year <coughs> masters, students Sorry. are having to do, uh, an, uh, an exterior and then the ex the interior rather is what follows in the second year. So you, you, um, you have to do both, mm -hmm. you know, um, that is, you know, certainly on the master's level, they are showing you. Uh, or rather pushing you in the uh, exterior direction in the first year. And then you have to show them that you can also understand and how to do an interior um, on the second year. And um, so I think that's good because, you know, they're maybe pushing students out of their comfort zone. People are more interested in doing exteriors, but they have to do uh, an interior project if they are going to be graduating from that school. And, um, you know, in that regard, it, it helps them to kind of look at things differently. And that is always useful when you're in a creative space to kind of, um, you know, look at something from a different perspective and certainly one that you're not generally interested in doing or, you know, that you've never really thought about before um, can certainly push the creative envelope. And, mm. uh, you know, because then you come at it from a completely different perspective. Um, so I don't think that you, the university is necessarily pushing people in any one direction. I just think that at the end of the day, you know, when they're in university, you kind of tend to choose which you prefer uh, working on. Um, you know, so that, you know, ultimately is just down to a feeling. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, what it is that you, um, you feel you're most uh, uh, better suited for and mm -hmm. what you enjoy doing the most. Um, and so, yeah, there was a lot of exterior projects, but there were also some interior projects, um, which, you know, maybe in, in what you've read, you didn't actually see a lot of, uh, of the things that were on show. But, um, there, you know, it, it's, I think Forsheim and, you know, to kind of go to your last kind of comment as well is, uh, Reutlingen, yeah, it's a good program. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's right there down the road. Um, you know, last summer we hit off both because they were happening at the same time, went yeah. to one degree or went to another degree show. And, um, it's, you know, the program has been running for a while. It's not, you know, it's not brand new. And yes, they are putting out some um, clever interior designers, some of which were actually studying uh, on a master's level over there at Forsheim. So, um, you know, there were students from Coventry, there were students from uh, all sorts of other universities that eventually came over to Forsheim because uh, to do their master's because they just realized how incredibly valuable it is to get a degree from that program. Um, and it's really, really hard to do that. Mm. 
you know, certainly to get in even, um, forget about like whether or not you can stick it out. It's just even the entry, uh, getting into that school is extremely, extremely competitive. And, yeah, uh, that's yeah. why, but I don't think, you know, I think, um, there are some great projects that are coming out of right Lingen as well. It's a good school, but it's, you know, from a, from a vehicle design, you know, perspective, it's not on really the same level. Tough. It's not it's on the really same level. No, it's really tough to beat Forsheim. Yeah, but that's that. That's okay. I mean, you know, Forsheim has a lot of um, history with that as well. Reutlingen is relatively new in that sense. Yes. Yes. But when we speak about history, uh, let's talk about the Royal College of Art because I think just because of the name <clears throat> and the tradition that comes with that, uh, it's probably you know, probably the most famous art school in the world. Uh, maybe art center would disagree, but let, you know, <laughs> let's, put it, let's put it that way. So they have changed their course from transportation to design to mobility intelligence uh, or like mobility and intelligent design. So mm. we were actually quite excited about this because we think it's going definitely into the right direction. Um, but what I would want to know from you Has it actually changed or is it just a name change? Oh, no. it's uh, This is a, a fundamental change, like a hardcore shift in direction. Um, you know, obviously vehicle design before. I started to get a little bit bored. I, I've been covering the RCA since, um, well, damn, for like 14 years pretty much, um, I think. You know, I've been to, going to the RCA vehicle design degree show every year for 14 years. And I've watched <laughs> it kind of progress. Um, you know, and in the beginning, there was like eight students, you know, and it was really easy and manageable. And, and there was some really, really cool conceptual stuff. Um, it was always mostly centered around vehicles or like, um, you know, it is vehicles, but it was mostly centered around cars and the car space. But there were sometimes some really cool stuff, you know, from a um, from a yacht perspective or a motorcycle perspective or, um, you know, something that was not a four wheeled car. And um, I always really enjoyed those projects. But, um, you know, after a while, and I think, um, I don't know what, what really happened. There was, in, it shifted from this kind of conceptual, like blue sky thinking, anything is possible type, I'll create this flying car, or these two motorbikes that link together in a whole Mercedes branded experience to, um, yeah, just kind of more like, uh, you know, um, you know, running through the cycle type thing, more of the same mm -hmm. running, the, you know, um, churning out some cars and yeah, okay. And then let's ship it to China and get it built type thing. Um, and I think it lost its creative. And that to me was always the, um, the, 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 the big advantage was that, you know, they didn't force you to create something with four wheels. They, you know, it was something that was incredibly conceptual where, you know, if you could, If you could explain that it was a you know a vehicle of sorts, um, yeah. you know that it would it would work. I mean, I, I saw some really awesome proposals over the course of uh, of my visits there, where you know, like I said, that that whole like you know motorbikes, two motorbikes that created a car, so you could have you know, um, uh, uh, and it was all branded Mercedes as well. So it was like you could have these two Mercedes motorbikes for when you wanted to travel individually by yourself or whatever, and then combine it together to create a car. But it wasn't only that, that in itself is cool as anything, but it wasn't just that it was like, 
that then also integrated <coughs> into this Mercedes-Benz ecosystem that he created. It was like this Mercedes-Benz house and then this Mercedes-Benz like um, fashion. And this is before MB style, mind you, you know, this is before mm-hmm. we started talking like, um, you know, Mercedes-Benz washing machine and thing. And like he thought about all of this and integrated it so well and so brilliantly that it went beyond the scope of just, yeah, this has four wheels and there's a badge on the front. So that's the brand. Um, it was, it was really, really cool. And this year I saw more of that and uh, yeah. there was some incredible stuff in there where, you know, you think about, and so it, it is, it isn't just a name change. I mean, intelligent mobility sounds cool. Um, but again, that's the direction that the industry is taking. Um, and you know, that is, and you know, the thing is, um, I, I'll, I'll come back to this in a minute because, um, it, there's another flip side to this is that, um, but the projects that I saw on, on show this year, I mean, they ranged from VTOLs to, um, you know, uh, vehicles that were specifically designed for the city and like, you know, where it could shift onto its side and rotating cockpits um, to like a- an entire different experience for, you know, the Land Rover brand. There was a Land Rover sponsored project that had taken place and they basically weeded it out, you know, down to six and then down to three and the best three um, were on show at, mm-hmm. uh, at, you know, last week in the, at the, at the degree show. And um, these, these things were incredible. I mean, you know, when you think about what Land Rover means, what it represents, um, and how to move that brand into the future. You know, what is the future for Land Rover, for Range Rover? And there was some really compelling stuff, you know, um, really, you know, making people think different in terms of, uh, of experience. People, you know, thinking in terms of like brands, you know, and, um, you know, just generally it, it was, yeah, I mean, in terms of like, Again, money well spent, <laughs> Land Rover sponsoring that was pretty cool because it kind of gave them an incredible amount of ideas, no doubt, in terms of where they could go in this changing uh, world that we're living in. You know, what is the future of a brand that has such a strong reputation? You know, are we creating VTOLs? Are we creating, um, you know, uh, uh, submarines? Are we doing like, um, you know, a, a kind of experience, a holistic kind of um, vehicle uh, experience type thing, like where it, it brings the user into a whole different environment that they can. I mean, this is like mm-hmm. super cool, creative stuff. Um, and, and, you know, also one of the things that I really liked was they, they really, so not only did they focus on user experience, they focused on user interface. Um, they focused on... Yep. They focused on shared vehicles. I mean, current problems, you know, um, current solutions to problems, right? How do you create a shared vehicle when most people don't want to share? You know, they'll tell you they don't want to share, mm-hmm. but all these people are coming up with, yeah, you know, we'll we'll partner with, uh, so BMW Mercedes very recently, Daimler BMW, coming out with the fact that they were dropping a sincere amount of cash, (laughs) a boatload of cash into developing an Uber style system. Um, Clearly. And and I read somewhere recently as well, that's, you know, in, in, in the Western world, I think there were like 600,000 rides 
um, or maybe a hell of a lot more than that. Sorry, 600 million rides completed uh, by Uber in the last year. Whereas in China and mm-hmm. BD, they did over a billion like rides last year. Yeah. That's like some serious, I mean, no wonder people are looking into these because that is clearly, you know, the, the way that, you know, it's, it's going right. There's no longer ownership. You don't have the headache. You don't have the maintenance issues. You don't have to worry about parking, but yet you still have this experience of traveling in a vehicle and maybe it's shared and maybe it's not, but either way you're getting chauffeured around. Right. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> there was some really interesting, interesting stuff. So, from 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 my perspective now, um, you know, when I hear you, you know, talking about all of these things, would you even consider um, the new RCA program as a real competitor to full time CCS R Center, or do you think it has now moved into? into a new sphere, which almost stands by itself. Like I'm not talking about the general kind of sketch quality, but I'm talking about, you know, the ideation of transportation and for transportation, we're talking about boats. Uh, you know, we're talking about cars, we're talking about BTOL planes, uh, any kind of transportation that you can think of. Do you think the RCA has, you know, m- stepped it up and like, you know, moved away from these traditional, uh, transportation or automotive design courses? Uh, absolutely. And this is, this is definitely what I was, um, what I was saying before in terms of this, what I wanted to come to, uh, you know, playing devil's advocate. It's that, yes, I think without a doubt, the RCA has stepped it up, um, because they're exploring things that no other university that I've been to is exploring. This is not a course in sketch quality. This is not a, a course in, in surface execution, though some cars did showcase that some projects rather did showcase that. Um, there was, you know, some, some yacht projects as well, but this was more of a, of a thinking exercise, more of a, you know, what is the future? You know, how can we uh, look into and, and provide you know, sustainable solutions for some issues that people are currently experiencing and have expressed interest in. So, yeah, I think from a conventional art center, you know, show me a car type thing, um, you know, four wheels and and an engine or an electric powertrain or whatever, um, this is definitely moving the game on. But the, where I was going to play devil's advocate, it's at that point, you know, when you get a degree from a university like that, it shows that you're pretty good at like, you know, with a crystal ball, right? Maybe Mm -hmm. Um, it shows that potentially you'll get a career in strategy. Um, It doesn't show that you can design a, you know, a a door mirror coming out of school, right? (laughs) Which is basically what you need to do when you're, you know, so I don't know. um, I, you know, I didn't speak to enough industry people to really get a feel for what their thoughts were on that. I, you know, I spoke to some people where it was like, yeah, this is really the direction that people need to go. But from a practical perspective, and again, just playing devil's advocate here, um, you know, how easily applied are these new learned skills into getting a job straight out of school in a car design studio, you know, Mm -hmm. in a place where you have to work with alias or you know photoshop and you've got to drum up some ideas and you've got to work with 3d modelers and et cetera et cetera um i don't know you know i mean i we'll have to wait and see you know i don't know the answer to that question maybe maybe that's exactly where you know they differentiate each you know from from each other um i think you know it, it's also okay if full develops exactly those kind of guys 
you know, I don't want to say there's a lack of, um, you know, futuristic or strategic thinking there. Um, but it's definitely, and I think Art Center is very close, CCS as well. It's definitely more tailored to what the industry needs mm-hmm. in the very, very short term future. And that for me would be the next five, 10 years. Yeah. Whereas it, 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 it may be that, you know, the RCA takes that step to say, like, look, what our people here are made to be your future thinkers. You know, they're not here to maybe do your next level, you know, BMW 5 Series or something like that. Um, maybe that's that's a kind of risk that they are willing to take. Um, and I think, you know, maybe we will see fewer people from the RCA actually going into the traditional car design jobs. But we might see more, you know, RCA people going into you know, jobs with uh, KPMG or Ernst & Young or something like that, you know, that where you say like, okay, so those kind of thinkers uh, do work well in a different kind of environment now as well. Um, I think this is this is where, for me, the interesting part is coming in is I don't, I don't think that we know yet those new positions that arise with a course like that. You know, because it could be in terms of consulting businesses, in terms of strategic, you know, management services and so on and so on, that these guys have the ability because, you know, they're still artists. Like, you know, they went to a college of art today so that they can express themselves very clearly, you know, with the help of graphics or, you know, you know, sketches or whatever. But they not necessarily go to work for someone like Aston Martin or, you know, Nissan or mercedes or or bmw anymore you know maybe maybe that's the direction that we're moving into is the intelligence actually of understanding the the niche market from a from a higher perspective is is more in demand than or you know is 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 in the same demand as the actual you know execution absolutely i mean i i agree with you entirely i think the people that are graduating the rca now are not necessarily looking for uh jobs in you know, traditional automaker studios. Um, maybe they are, but, um, you know, I'm sure there will be some space for some really creative visionary thinkers um, within those studios as well. Um, we're looking, we're seeing a lot of things happening within design organizations at the moment where there's a complete restructuring, trying to um, really stay relevant within the industry, um, you know, within the world, I should say. Um, and and some of the big industry players are, uh, are really having to um, shift course in order to uh, to cater to this demand for different forms of mobility. So I think yes and no. Um, you know, maybe um, there will be space for you know these people within a restructured GM, um, or uh, indeed, as you mentioned, perhaps they're not even interested in going and doing that. Maybe they just want to work for a for a TFL. You know. Um, and, and uh, mm-hmm. create some really cool um, ways for uh, urban, um, you know, uh, dwellers to get around in a, a congested urban environment. You know, um, uh, it perhaps that you know there'll be some room for them at Ernst and Young. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting though to see this course. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like I said, I, I think at the end of the day, this course over, uh, you know, many, 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 many years has um, developed this reputation for itself that, you know, these guys can still sketch. These guys obviously have an interest in um, in vehicles, um, you know, whether that's of the four-wheeled, uh, you know, electric or autonomous variety, you know, I don't know. Um, perhaps it's of a different type of vehicle, but 
Um, nonetheless, they still have the capabilities uh, to sketch. They still have the capabilities to, you know, really think about, um, you know, brands. They still have the capabilities to think about, um, you know, surface solutions and um, ways of uh, uh, of coming up with a different um, product. So, I, I mean, I think there'll be room for them. And because of the uh, of the reputation of the university and its alumni list as well, you know, it's uh, it's only going to propel it further forward, I think. But I think it also opens up the um, the notion for them to go in and work for various different uh, companies after this that are really looking to tackle the problem uh, of mobility um, and looking at coming up with solutions for mobility. So, you know, the Apples, perhaps the Googles, who knows? Um, you know, it, it might be, um, you know, they might be getting positions over there um, in uh, once once they come out of school. So it's uh, it's a very interesting time right now in the industry. And I think the RCA's intelligent mobility program is also a fascinating one, um, just because they are adapting to these changes that are taking place. And, you know, we're not we're not really seeing that um, you know, in, uh, in other universities and certainly, you know, it seems like they are more, um, churning out people that could get a job in the short term. And maybe that's what universities should be about. Maybe they should be about exploring what it is that we could potentially be doing in 10, 15, 20 years time. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> I think, I think nobody really has because it comes down to, academic content it comes down to like you know the the, the connection between academia and of course the industry but yeah. um it's it's very interesting to see how this will continue as well you know and obviously let's say the summer shows next year's shows and which kind of direction things are moving into um so there was a very wide gap in terms of like you know what is full-time now what is ccs now what is the rca nowadays mm. with this new kind of direction so um Let's finish it off with this one. I, I don't want you to, um, you know, to have a kind of, you know, which is the best school because I think in the end, everybody should apply and go to that school where they feel most comfortable, where they think, you know, it can help their skill, like their interest in the best possible way. Um, but I want to talk with you about quickly uh, before we leave is, of course, quick announcement. Um, first quick announcement that we're going to do is about Geneva. Um, so we are recording this um on the 26th of february so this will come out very very shortly probably on the friday thursday or friday depends on when our lovely producer eddie is going to upload this and when he's finished editing we will be in geneva next week of course and we will again do a lovely live podcast uh, and obviously a live uh, streaming event again from the geneva motor show mm -hmm. so when you listen to this do let us know. We will put something on Instagram as well. Do let us know what you want us to talk about in particular on when you see it on the first day of the show, if you see it online, if you see it at the show, whatever. We will build, uh, We will be recording and live streaming the, um, the podcast on the Wednesday, which is the 6th of March, I think. Yeah, the 6th of March, um, either at 10 or 11 a.m. Uh, I think uh, that depends a little bit on, you know, uh, which kind of location we can find and stuff like that Central but European sometime time. during that morning sorry Central european time so geneva time central so geneva time which is central european time for our friends in asia uh, so that will be a really really nice popcorn uh, entertainment for you in the evenings once you come home uh, for our friends in america you have to get up you know we get up for super bowl so you can get up for our lovely podcast 
and or just stay up late <laughs> or stay up late or just you know i don't know get hammered out and, you know we, we don't we we don't we don't want to like you know tell you to get drunk or whatever in like that sense but uh we will be obviously UK, consider um, it's an hour ahead Exactly. Yeah. So we will be uh, broadcasting live there. If you have any questions, comments, things you want us to talk about, do let us know. We're very excited about this. G- Geneva is our uh, favorite show, I would say, um, because it's and I love doing it's quite small. Well. I love just going up there and talking about the stuff <laughs> that we saw recently because um, uh, I think, you know, then it's always fresh and it's good. And um, it's always I, I really like the the show reviews and um, I, I hope you guys listening do as well. Um, but uh, that's the feedback that I've gotten as well so far. So um, quite interesting um, to uh, to hear from you guys always. And uh, yeah, please do continue to uh, to let us know. And as Martin said, if you have any suggestions, anything that you'd like for us to cover, um, by all means, do uh, get in touch um, you know, with us somehow in, uh, you know, various different ways that you can do that. Um, you know, um, and you know, just by all means, let us know what it is that you would like us to, uh, to feature. And if you have any comments or suggestions or, um, uh, yeah, otherwise we look forward to, uh, having you listen in and, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to being in Geneva because yeah, like Martin said, it's, it's, one of our favorite shows of the year because it is so design driven because it is neutral territory because there are quite a number of manufacturers that are over there and because it's quite small so you don't have to walk around that much (laughs) exactly it's not like you need uh, a scooter as you do in frankfurt to get from one hall to another one so as we are getting older and lazier geneva is the perfect show for us um and what i also wanted to do is i wanted to introduce you to something new which will officially be launched on the 1st of march 2019 which will be our new concept house academy um so you will be seeing this on social media you will be seeing this on you know on our website and stuff like that um very very soon and uh, we just wanted to use you know, the podcast a little to promote it a little bit. We have hired a lovely chap to run the academy. His name is Mark Pasco. Some of you might know him. He's one of the best visualization artists and teachers out in the entire industry. Um, also very good photographer, I have to say. Mm. And he will be running our Concept House Academy. He will be running all this, you know, the, the schedules pretty much. He will be in charge of all the trainings and stuff like that. And the idea behind it is to you know, help you professionals. We're not talking about the juniors in that per se, but we will, we will be, you know, we would be out there to help the professionals to learn new tools, uh, you know, to help improve on certain kind of tools and obviously to help the OEMs in particular um, to implement new tools for, um, you know, for, 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 for kind of their next step into the 20, 21st century. Yeah. So we, we know of, uh, of, of manufacturers nowadays that have to go to do, to do 3D reviews only, no more sketch reviews, only 3D reviews, uh, in alias data, Maya data, whatever you can think of. And so with this academy, we, we want to give 
you know, the opportunity, of course, to, to jump onto that, to jump onto that kind of next level. And, uh, you know, watch out for, for more information. We will have a lovely little video with Mark as well, where he's introducing himself. And, uh, we, we, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. And we will obviously speak to a few people in Geneva about this as well. So if you have any questions about it, if you want to know a little bit more about it, uh, it will come on. Uh, online very very shortly and we will give you a a very very cool overview of everything that's going to happen with it we are very very excited we're very excited to have another new team member on board we're excited to grow the company um and you know we're and yeah and and, and i think you know what we what we what we want to achieve with that is we want to have this kind of um you know uh, ecosystem where we can really provide the best possible uh, service, you know, alongside the headhunting, the consulting, the, uh, the agency support, uh, for the, for the design industry per se, but obviously very specifically also for the transportation design industry. So we're super excited about this. And, uh, you know, you will see us wandering around, uh, with uh, probably some cool stickers or something like that in the future, uh, that have the lovely green neon green logo on there. But, um, yeah, we will probably get Mark on board in the future as well to give a little bit of an insight on what he has been doing to, he's an absolute V-Red expert, what this tool can do for you and stuff. So, um, we're very, very excited about this and, um, wanted to let you know, you know, our listeners giving, giving you guys the opportunity to be the first to know about this, um, on when this comes upon release. So, um, we're, we're looking forward to hear back from you on this one and obviously, Eric will be a little bit involved mm -hmm. in this as well, um, as everybody is over here in the, uh, at Concept House. But uh, don't let you, f you know, let us uh, let us fool you. We will still be doing the podcast. Yeah, we will not be uh, be stopping this just because we we had a little bit of a of a downtime because we were quite busy. Uh, we will keep it up again, and Geneva will be very very quick. We have a couple of really interesting special episodes lined up for you as well. And, um, and then, you know, this Shanghai Motor Show is just around the corner. So it will be a, a very, very busy next few weeks, but we will be able to share a lot of information uh, next yep. time you see us. So thanks again for tuning in, guys. Exciting news uh, on a number of different fronts. Exciting news and, indeed. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to welcoming Mark to the team. And um, definitely looking forward to seeing you guys in Geneva. So if you're out there, um, you see us walking around, you know, just grab us, give us a holler, um, contact us on various social media channels. You know, you can reach, uh, Martin through LinkedIn. Uh, you can reach me through, uh, well, Instagram form trends, uh, all sorts of concept LinkedIn house. as well. Yeah. You Facebook, can, you can get uh, uh, concept house as well through Instagram. So, um, you know, by all means get in touch with us somehow, um, you know, ping us a line, um, and, uh, let us know that you'll be there. And, we can have a drink or a coffee or, um, you know, just say hello. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it, guys. Thanks again for tuning in and hasta luego. Hasta luego. <laughs> See you guys.